Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. I'm out on Kirk Cousins. Not because I think that Kirk Cousins is a terrible human being. Not because I think that Kirk Cousins hasn't been solid playing the position. Not because I think that he isn't a good leader as a quarterback. It's because Kirk Cousins, according to reports, wants a fully guaranteed contract. And the Vikings are not willing to give Cousins a fully guaranteed contract. And I side with the Minnesota Vikings here. There is no reason why Kirk Cousins should get another guaranteed, fully guaranteed contract. There's no reason for it. There's a reason why you shouldn't, but there's not a reason for giving him one. The reason why you shouldn't give him one is obvious. He's coming off of a torn Achilles. Why would you give Kirk Cousins, who's 35 years old, recovering from a torn Achilles tendon, a fully guaranteed contract. That's ridiculous. So I'm in that camp. And look, I know that there are so many Kirk Cousins fans. And I'm not a Kirk Cousins hater. But I'm not... I'm not like a massive Kirk Cousins fan. You got to move on and find the next quarterback then. It, it, yeah. would, be, it would be yeah. irresponsible for the Minnesota Vikings to give him a fully guaranteed contract. With his age and the significant injury that he's coming off of, yeah, I'm not doing it. If they weren't willing to extend him 
last year, then things only get worse this year because he's a year older. And it is a very unfortunate time for him to suffer the first serious career uh, injury that he's had. But from a business perspective, it absolutely does not make sense to give him a guaranteed contract. And no matter what the talk out of Kirk Cousins camp is, he doesn't love Minnesota enough to stay here to give a significant discount to a team that, I, I mean, let's be honest, this is a team that could finish third or fourth in the NFC North this year. You've got to take a step back and hit the reset button if you're the Minnesota Vikings. Because Daniil Hunter, I don't know what you do with him. I would like to see them make a competitive offer. But at the same time, do they do they want to go that route? Do they feel like you can get more with less by squeezing you know a little bit more blood out of a stone? Pass rushers can be productive to their mid-30s. You've got Justin Jefferson. You've got Christian Derrissaw. You've got so many of these other questions. And like we were saying, Henry, you've got to eventually look at figuring out who the next guy is. Kirk Cousins isn't the guy. Great for fantasy stats. Great that way. But in terms of winning games, he doesn't have it to win you a championship. We won one playoff game with them. In his time here. Yeah, and, and like you said, it, it doesn't knock the fact that he's not a good quarterback. He's a good quarterback. But you don't want good. You want great. When is the last time they had great? It's been a long time. You had one year of, uh, of Brett Favre. That was it. That was lightning in a bottle. But Favre was a stopgap. You, you move back into the first round to draft Teddy Teddy was okay, mm-hmm. but Teddy was never going to be a superstar. Yeah, he was never going to be a Super Bowl-type quarterback. A- exactly. So I feel like no matter what your feelings are about this quarterback draft, I feel like you need to at least you need to, to start thinking about the future. Maybe not 2024, but wait till 2025. You're going to have more cap room. You get Cousins dead money off the books. You hit the reset button this year, and then you, you you look to make a bigger splash in 2025. But the thing about Cousins, too, and we could take some reaction here at 651-461-9226, is that one of the reasons why you were able to give Kirk Cousins those fully guaranteed contracts before, before, simple. He was durable. Mm-hmm. And he's been durable. Well, you know what he has right now? A torn Achilles. He ain't as durable as he was. Yeah, and he's not injury-prone by any stretch of the imagination. This was a flukish injury. Absolutely. It It was a very unfortunate thing for Kirk Cousins. For sure. But with the severity of the injury, they're like, well, he, you know, he should be ready to go by training camp, you know, geez, whatever. That's all well and good that you can say it, but... I don't necessarily believe that whoever is going to sign Kirk Cousins is going to get to training camp and he's going to be a full go come late July because there's still going to be questions about what can he do? What is he going to be able to do? And he might come back at 100%, but the risk is not worth the reward. In my opinion, if if you could give him something incentive laden, 
you know, low base incentive laden, then yeah, absolutely. But the guarantee. But how do you reset incentives? Because I'm not sitting here saying that you give them bottom tier. Because you can't, you can't justify that. You can't give them bottom tier. You you could you could probably give them. I'd be fine with paying him, making him the 11th or 12th highest paid quarterback in the league. Okay, so what's uh... every quarterback now? The rate for really good starting quarterbacks in the National Football League, we're mm-hmm. looking at about forty million. Okay, so what would you say a, a base of? I don't know twenty. A base of twenty with incentives. That's not going to get it done. Okay, you you can't you can't pump a whole lot of money into Kirk Cousins at this point. I I feel like it's sunk in value. I feel like the depreciation on Kirk Cousins has already it's already there. Well, how about this? How, how about and this I mean, is just food for thought. Yeah, I I would how, not I wouldn't go more than twenty mil guaranteed. I as a base, I I couldn't do it. Not in not with where they're at right what now. What about one year's thirty million guaranteed mm-hmm. with an additional with additional incentives on top of it? Is he willing to take a one year deal? I mean, he, I, don't, he, I don't think so. But that's how you can you could merge the inconvenience of it being a short term deal with the convenience of um, so much guaranteed money. Yeah, I, I think you have to give him at least a two year deal. My my gut says he's going to want. At least two years, so you're. I think you're looking at two for, see, two, two for fifty guaranteed, and even that, that just is way too high at this point for me because you can give yourself the flexibility to draft somebody. It doesn't have to be, you know, depending on what you do with Kirk Cousins. I don't think that should affect what you do in the first round at all. I I feel like these are two completely separate issues. You take a swing at a quarterback. I'm not a fan of of moving all the way up to number three for Jaden Daniels or Drake May or whoever. You can't give up all of that that draft capital. I don't know that the Vikings have anything that could make it work. I I don't. I don't see Kirk Cousins as being a guy that is. How do I say this nicely? He's, how, how he's, does, he's not going to put the team above himself at this point in terms well, of finance. How I don't know how right now Kirk Cousins. Look, if he wants to say this is my last big contract, I got to cash in, that's fine. Do what you got to do, walk away, and we'll say peace. We love you, Kirk. Pittsburgh, Atlanta, wherever. There are other places that might be a better fit at that point then. But the way that he made it seem, what, a month and a half ago was like money wasn't Mm. the biggest thing. It's the structure. But we don't know what what is the structure. Well, because he's – well, well, but but – but not even necessarily about stru- – what do you mean when you say structure? Well, because he's like – it's not necessarily about the money. It's about the structure of the contract. And I, I don't know what he meant by the structure. Well, it, it comes down to the contract. So, like – But, I, I mean, I, I assume I, he's talking about guaranteed? But the, the point that he was making when all those people were standing there, it seemed to me, was like, look, I've made a lot of money in my career, and at this particular point, I want to – play for a team where I feel like it can win and where I'm appreciated and all that, and I feel right at home in Minnesota. If I'm Minnesota, as much as he talks about Minnesota and he loves to hear and all that, mm-hmm. I put it to the test. Oh, you don't want to move your kids? You really like it here in Minnesota? Well, this is what the deal is. I put it to the test. And if he takes it, he takes it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. Yeah. I, 
I'm a little more skeptical. You can say everything's rainbows and butterflies and kittens and puppies, but at the end of the day, if you got the Atlanta Falcons that are coming out and going to offer you, you know, twice the amount guaranteed or a longer deal, he's going to go, you know, he's going to go down to the ATL and do the dirty bird. I mean, he's going to go play with B. John Robinson. He's, Kirk Cousins is not going to take any sort of a discount to stay in Minnesota. I, I don't see that happening under any circumstance. If this is the last time he feels that he's going to be able to hit uh, pay dirt. This is um, from Jack in St. Cloud. It says, offer him $10 million a year, two years, so we can beef up the spots we need. Then tell him if he wins a Super Bowl, we give him a $25 million bonus. I'm serious. We can't afford him. Well, there's a couple things here. Jack would have to clarify this for me. When you say all from ten million, a, oh, it says ten million a year for mm-hmm. two years. Th- that's that's Kirk Cousins and his representatives will walk out of the meeting after you say that. Like that's just th- there's no way the 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 conversation starts. I think it starts at twenty to twenty five. Yes, I mean you're not. Yeah, you're you're not talking. Yeah. You're not walking in the room. With Kirk Cousins at 10. Yeah, and, and I, I understand where Jack's coming from. And I I appreciate Yeah, but that's not being it. realistic. No, it, it, it's not. But I feel like that's just kind of, you know, something, you know, he's throwing out there. I The concept, I think, is – I feel like the concept is there. Give him a big, give him a big MVP, Offensive Player of the Year bone. You know, give him all of these contract incentives. But, yeah, the basis – That makes no sense, though. None. What, I, if I'm an agent for any NFL player, mm-hmm. why in the world would I structure a contract to where the most money that my that that the that the bonus money for my player exceeds the entire contract if he wins the Super mm-hmm. Bowl? Is Super Bowl or bus? That's ludicrous. If that's no, if well, that's no, if, nothing, if, that's if, ridiculous. But if if that's important enough to Kirk Cousins, then. That's a. Put, there, you would be the. That's about as dumb as the Ricky Williams contract that he made with the New Orleans Saints. Didn't he get paid in weed? I'm just saying Not that, Kirk, that I'm makes no sense at yeah. all. I mean, you're going to give a bonus. First off, no one's getting a 25 million dollar bonus to win a Super Bowl. That that ain't a thing. No. I'm going to tell you, you made good bonus money this past year. Was Chris Jones from the Chiefs? Mm-hmm. All the sacks that he got. Um, the playoff wins and then winning a Super Bowl, I'm going to look up how much extra money he made because he made a ton. Of- and that's, I feel like that is the way that you're going to keep him. I'm still of the belief that you need to bid adieu to Kirk Cousins. At this point, I don't want good. I want great. I don't know if any Vikings fans out there Feel like, okay, I'm willing to watch this team win four, five, six games and get to the point where you have to purge the roster again, kind of clean up some of the stuff. And then next year, take it. That's when you compete because this competitive rebuild just, it, it keeps you in that mediocre territory where you're. Just good enough to not be good enough. How about this? This is per rap sheet, Ian Rappaport. Listen to the incentives that Chris Jones made. Since we're talking about incentives. Okay. 
a million dollars for 35% of the playing time. Mm-hmm. Check. A million dollars for half, uh, 50% of the playing time. $1.25 million for 10 sacks. Boom. Another 500000 for 15 sacks. A million dollars for first-team All-Pro and a Super Bowl appearance. So they made the Super Bowl. He mm-hmm. cashed in a cool mill. And then $2 million bonus for a Super Bowl win. Chris Jones making all that money. Man, Chris Jones is going to be in that Mike Jones territory. That's pretty good. But have it, have it build again. If he really... Put the feet to the fire if you're Kirk Cousins, okay? You're going to talk the talk. Let's walk the walk. You really want to be here. This is what we can do. You really like playing with Justin Jefferson. This is what we can do. You love it here because of your kids. This is what we can do. Are Is it all lip service or do you legitimately mean what you say? And if you legitimately mean what you say, then you can make it work. But if you really want that last big contract, then go get it. Just be honest. Just be transparent. Say, I like it, but deuces. I want the cash. Couple, nothing wrong with that. couple of text messages that we'll get to on the other side of a break here on The Lake Show. From the text line, 763, I completely agree. Time to move on from Kirk Cousins. That from Jason at Oak Grove. From the 612. <laughs> Keeping Cousins for big money is like putting an album on the turntable that you know skips, and you have to restart it. (laughs) Well done. Well done. That was a good one. I got to give it to you. That was a good one. That made made you chuckle. R-O-F-T-L. That was a good one. Really good one. It made you chuckle. You don't want to laugh out loud, right? Uh, Well, I mean, LOL. Yeah. We well we both we both lol. Hey, real quickly, I, yep. we're not going to get into um, we're going to get into wolves at eight eight oh five with um, Jace Frederick. Oh, okay. But cool. I think that all star breaks are too long. Yeah, it's just it. When was the last time they it, played? Last Friday against Portland. No, Thursday. No, no, no. It was like no. It was thir- It was Thursday. It was last Thursday. It wasn't. Yeah. Yeah. Tu- Friday. Friday is the start of the All Star. Yeah, because it was Tuesday and Thursday, both in Portland. That's right. It does seem like it is awfully long. So I, I mean, yeah, I don't get why. It. Why do you need? Because the All Star game's on Sunday. Yeah. Why do you need three days? You don't. You don't need it. Hey, listen to this. And I really do feel that this is. Something that we should be thinking about. 2024 is the perfect time for us as Americans to change our ways. And what I mean by changing our ways is, listen to what's wrong with this headline. It says, everybody's broke. This is from Fox News, okay, the national Fox News. Hey, that's me. Everybody's broke. Americans reveal their top issues ahead of the 2024 election. Voters weigh in on top priorities, impacting their 2024 election vote, with many citing the economy. Now, one thing that I think that we have to revisit, and we all have to be honest about this, we have to evaluate what American life necessarily is right now, okay? And 
with regards to that American life, what I'm saying is we have to stop spending above our means. I know that we've always done that as Americans. We've always done it. Mm -hmm. Like we live in the capitalist uh, society. We're all trying to keep up with the Joneses. I get that. But with the economy being as bad as it's it's, um, been allegedly, and I say allegedly because it hasn't stopped you from spending money. All the numbers are pointing to positive economic numbers. Yeah, and we keep hearing about inflation this, inflation that. It's not stopping people from shopping. We have to stop the cycle of spending above our means. I know it's an American thing. Yeah. I know it's a way of life. We, I think that, and we can change that. Like we can, we can say we have to fix that part of our lives. I'll give you a perfect example. Me today, I went to a store that I'd never been to before. A great clothing boutique. Great clothing boutique. Never been. Okay. I go in there and I'm like blown away. I am talking to you guys and I'm not in need of clothes right now. I've got stuff with tags on them that I haven't worn yet. I got shoes that I have not worn outside of trying them on in the store. They're still in the box. So I don't I don't need any new clothes. Okay. I walked out of that store with a, a, a brand new pair of shoes that I didn't need. So, so, so my point is, is yes, I'll look in the mirror and say, I got to do my part. But I think all of us should do that. We have to reevaluate, reevaluate our spending because, and I didn't, I didn't like pay like, a, you know, some crazy amount. I got them on sale. Got them for like seventy percent off. Right. Mm-hmm. But my point is, was I going to die by not getting new shoes when I got like six pair of new shoes I haven't worn yet? I wasn't. But I think part of that too, though, Henry, when when you went in there, if it's disposable income that you can – you have that and you're like, okay – this is not going to stretch me on a credit card balance. This is not going to put me in any sort of financial peril down Aha! the road. But Th- this is the thing. It's disposable income until it's not. That's the thing. Because we oftentimes, you ever had an impulse buy? And then like a couple of weeks later, you're like, mm, I probably mm, shouldn't have done that. I know exactly what I'm saying. Never. Like, damn, I got to pay for this ticket that I got in downtown Minneapolis. <laughs> yeah. I, I think, though, I, I think it's one thing, though, if you're making those purchases and you're continuing to be irresponsible. And, and I I put it on the credit cards because we're all guilty because credit cards are so easy to abuse. And sometimes people don't look at the interest rate. Well, you might have 24 percent on a you know three thousand dollar limit okay well you put a thousand dollars on that you add the interest there's half your balance in one purchase and then you're spent trying to you pay these these you make the minimum payments and you're not making any headway on the actual principle so i feel like when we do it right now what we try and do unless we absolutely need it we use it out of our debit because we know, hey, that's money we have. That's money that's accounted for. 
And if we're going to take whatever it is, it's like, you know what? Okay. It's out of money that we have. It's not mm-hmm. something that is going to be compounded with interest down the road. But it's so easy to get into that habit. We've all been. i got to be honest. I put it on my card because I need the points. Oh, see? <laughs> Look at you. I wanted to give my points. Yeah. All right, 651-461-9226. Uh, there's something that fans don't want to hear about with professional athletes, but we must discuss it, and we will do that next year after weather on The Lake Show. Fans don't want to hear this. But professional athletes, they have lives beyond the sport that they play. And I get it. They're highly compensated. We want them to give their alls when we watch them play, when we buy their jersey, when we support them, when we pay the tickets. And trust me, I'm not just some guy that gets a media credential to everything. Like, I pay for tickets too, like everybody else out there. I get free tickets too, all right, at times. But, but athletes, I think for us to expect that every single athlete, that their identity is totally just about what they do professionally for, for playing whatever sport, that, that should not be the expectation from us as fans. And I bring this up because Anthony Rend- uh, Rendon from the L.A. Angels says that baseball, it's never been a top priority for him. So this is the quote. From spring training via the athletic. It's never been a top priority for me. This is a job. I do this to make a living. My faith, my family come first before this job. So if those things come before it, I'm leaving. I appreciate the honesty from Anthony Rendon. I really do. And there will be some fans out there, and I'm sure there's probably a bunch of Angels fans that are ticked off. What? It ain't, a, it ain't a top priority for him. When a guy says that, they're not saying that they won't work hard. They're not saying that they don't want to be the best. They're not saying that they don't want to give their all for the fans. What they're saying to you, though, is there are other things on the list of priorities in their life. It could be their marriage. It could be their kids. It could be a lot of different things. It could be business ventures. It doesn't mean that they don't care about playing hard for you, the um, the fan. It's just that that's not how they view their entire life being structured surrounding that. Um, Nikola Jokic said essentially kind of the same thing with regards to his career. So I don't have an issue with... Anthony Rendon saying this, I actually like the fact that he's being open and honest about this. And I think that more athletes that that have priorities, have things that they want to do and achieve in life should talk about it more. Just because they are in a job that they might not necessarily enjoy, but they're good at it and that's how they feed their family. There's nothing wrong with that because we've all been in positions where it's like, I, I really don't like what I'm doing. Like, my job sucks. Where I work sucks. My, like, nothing about it is good. But you have to do it. You have to put your big boy pants on because you got to go out and you got to make a living because you got to pay your bills. You got to support your family. But when it comes to sports, I think the fans have this 
notion that you know what you're getting you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a game. Okay, well you're you're playing a game. Yes, you have to eat, sleep, drink it all twenty four seven. Yeah, no, you don't. You don't have to. Like these players are away from their family for half of the year. Like these players, the, these athletes, and the support staff, the you know the, the the trainers, some of the front office, the media people, like all of these individuals that are in that industry, they are making sacrifices, and some of them get financially compensated very well but that doesn't mean that they have to enjoy every single minute of it i mean we look at it but man that'd be great well it might be great for us but it's not great for them you know one man's trash is another man's treasure and just because you're good at hitting a ball and catching a ball if you can make money doing that then great go for it but yet it just boils down to kind of what we were talking about last week, like where you don't have to be defined by what your job is. But athletes, I feel, are if you're a baseball player, that's who you are because that's the only thing we see. We don't see Anthony Rendon as an individual. We don't see Byron Buxton as an individual. We don't see Pablo Lopez or Carlos. These guys are they're baseball players. You know what's going to happen? He's going to be criticized, but he's ready for that. He says about the criticism, mm-hmm. they don't know me as in the fans. They only know the surface area there. They're fans, right? They might know that I'm six feet tall and 190 pounds, but they don't know who I am as an individual. Barry Bonds is arguably the greatest player to ever play this game, and people still hate him. You can't make everybody happy. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't. I don't want to have surgeries. You think I'm going to mm-hmm. go under the knife and be being in pain in the majority of my time? I can't pick up my kids. I can't walk. You think I enjoy that? I don't want to do that. It's so, so he's essentially saying, look, I know that y'all love watching me play, mm-hmm. but if I get hurt, I'm going to heal up, but I ain't doing no surgery. Yeah. And, and now, now, do you think that that's appropriate, though? Or do you, do you think a guy goes under the knife that that's part of what playing the game is? Because I do think that, that performing and being available for the team that you're under contract with, I think that's part of it. If you have to... If you suffer an injury and you have to have a surgery to repair whatever it is that can get you back on the field, ultimately you're an employee and you are under contract to your employer and you need to provide service. And if you being healthy is going to allow you to fulfill your part of the contract, and if they need to do some sort of surgery, physical therapy, whatever, then absolutely. You definitely have to You have to have that surgery. You have to do what it takes to honor your part of the contract because otherwise you're getting paid. You'd be like, ah, you know what? Yeah, man, I, I banged up my wrist pretty good. It's really sore. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I mean, God, geez, I can't throw right now. I can't. We all have <laughs> daily pains. You know, we've got. We have to we have surgeries to get through everyday life and we're not professional athletes. So I feel like you have a certain obligation. Plus, if you're going to have a surgery to repair something, mm-hmm. ultimately, that's going to help you down the road with your kids, whether it's an arm, whether it's a leg, whether it's you know whatever it is, that surgery ultimately is going to help you down the road in your quality of life. But you do have an obligation 
to your team yep. and to your teammates I because agree. you've signed that contract. I agree. All right, 651-461-9226. Uh, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll get the headlines. That's next. Headlines, headlines, headlines. It's time for headlines here on The Lake Show. Let's see what CT has up his sleeve on this Thursday evening. Programming note tomorrow, we've got Twins baseball action at this time. Heck yeah. Spring training, Twins, Gophers. Mm -hmm. We will follow that spring training game. Not exactly sure when we think that we'll get it, but probably between 730 and 8. Yeah. Somewhere in that. Talking about headlines. I feel like one of those uh, old uh, paper boys. Headlines. Get your headlines here. Headlines. <laughs> except, uh, you know, feel like a paper boy, except, you know, without the ditty. You ever have a paper route? I did, actually, yeah. I never did. Oh, I had a paper, yeah. I would ride my bike. Uh, I'd get up at like 530. I'd get the Marshall Independent that would be like dropped off at my, yeah, my front door. And then I'd ride my bike all around. Oh, yeah. Great. Then I'd be done by, you know. 7.30, 8 o'clock, I'd get ready to go to baseball practice, and then that was my day. Paperboy. Paperboy. Diddy, Diddy yeah. <laughs> I can do the Diddy if you want, want to. Want to. <laughs> there, I can do if you want to. Hey, a Lakeville printing company is working around the clock, helping others show their support for the Burnsville first responders that were killed in the line of duty. At Print Lab Wraps, pressers are going around the clock. Chief Operations Officer Dana Bungert says the vehicle decal showing support for the Burnsville Police and Fire Departments originally started with an order from their client, Schmitty & Sons, which provides bus drivers and mechanics to the Minnesota Valley Transit Authority. Quote, you know, we never really thought this would go as viral as it has in our community, and it was just the intent of helping them out. They're great customers of ours and wanting to get them done. Now, Bungert says since Sunday night, they've received orders from multiple police and fire departments and even local high school hockey teams that plan to showcase smaller versions of the decals on players' helmets during tourney time. That means what started as merely 250 bus decals has mushroomed. Quote, we have hockey helmet stickers going out to many of the hockey teams. She explains, I think with the demand of the hockey season and the state tournament, we're seeing a lot of orders coming in for those they take a little bit more time, but now we're just making sure we can fulfill as many customers as we possibly can. Bungert says they've likely printed more than 10,000 decals in just the past week. You know, in a very tragic situation, I am so incredibly happy that so many people have rallied around the police officers and the firefighters, the paramedic in Burnsville. I'm dead serious. I, I love... But that's that's what we expect, right? Mm-hmm. We expect that we lift each other up when something like this happens. Yeah, but, it, I, but I love that. It, it's great to see that the kids, the schools are getting involved too, and we're pretty good people up here. You know, we have, I like to think we we have some bad apples, but for the most part, we're pretty damn good people up here, and that's one of the reasons why I'm proud that we came back up here. Hey, Apple is kicking out of the wives' tale once and for all, telling iPhone users who get their devices wet to pass on putting it in rice and dry them out. In a new piece of guidance released on Apple's support site, the company advises iPhone users to let the phones dry out on their own instead of using uncooked rice. While putting a wet device in rice has long been the fix for many, Apple is warning I that know, it's like a myth. I, I've, I've never done it. I, you know, I've done a lot of stupid things in my life. I've never done this. Apple is warning. Oh, I tried it once. Did you? Did yeah. it work? 
Uh, it probably just more so just dried out. But it, yeah, I don't think it was really real about the rice. Okay. Although I was tricked into thinking it was. Well, Apple is warning that this could actually damage your phone instead of saving it. Now, Apple shared that iPhones will warn users when there is liquid detected inside the device. Users should be sure to keep their phone unplugged and refrain from doing what has become commonplace for many. Don't put your iPhone in a bag of rice. Doing so could allow small particles of rice to damage your iPhone. Apple added, if you charge your iPhone while the lighting or the USB connector is wet, the pins on the connector or cable can corrode and cause permanent damage or stop functioning, causing connectivity issues for your iPhone or accessory. I thought that was common sense. Mm -hmm. The guidance recommends that users unplug their phones and gently tap them against their hands with the charging port facing down so the excess liquid can drain from the device. Also, I thought that was common sense. Apple says then to leave the iPhone in a dry area with airflow for at least 30 minutes. Users should then check the phone to see if an alert about liquid being present remains on the device. If so, let it continue to dry out. And Apple notes this could take up to 24 hours. Ooh, 24 hours without your phone. That's, you know, thoughts and prayers. It's a lifetime. Uh, yeah, it really is for some people. Hey, other methods that Apple says to avoid are using compressed air, a hair dryer, cotton swabs, or anything else that includes a foreign object. Again, I thought that's common. All right, you're not an iPhone guy, though. No, I'm not. Um, I am. I had an iPhone once, and I. Didn't. But I've never, I've never gotten a notification that my iPhone was wet, and I've never dropped it in like whatever, like a tub or just in a lake. I've never, you know, I've never gotten it wet like that. I'm sure I've gotten water on it for sure. Yeah. Oh, we've all gotten water on phones and stuff. I'm just saying. I, yeah. I don't. I don't so, think I've ever seen a notification so you've no, okay, about see, it being wet. See, that's interesting because. I've gotten my phone wet, and I've just always tried to do what I thought was common sense in terms of just, like, trying to shake it and put it in a position where it would dry. I would never try and do something that would manipulate trying to, to get it dry. But that's been something that's been out there for a long, long time. So the rice thing, yeah. The, the rice thing has yeah, definitely been out, been out there. Yeah, it has. But is it, is, it, is it just been about iPhones, or has it been about all cell phones? I I think it's all cell phones. Okay. Like, I, to me, I think it's if you get your cell phone wet, this is what you have to do. Gotcha. You put it in rice. Yeah. And to the texture, no, no uh, no microwave, not even on the popcorn setting. It only works for peeps, not for phones. Wrong P word. But, you yeah, know, thanks for playing along. Hey, the National Labor Relations Board on Wednesday ruled that a Home Depot, uh, that Home Depot violated the law by firing an employee. After he refused to remove the BLM, which stands for Black Lives Matter, messaging from his work apron. In late spring and summer 2020, the United States, of course, was engulfed in the Black Lives Matter protest in the wake of George Floyd's murder. Uh, this is a Home Depot in New Brighton, where several workers handwrote BLM on the company's distinctive orange aprons. Store fired at least one employee, Antonio Morales, over the matter. Now, the uh, National Relations uh, Board ruled that Morales's refusal to ref- to uh, remove the messaging was a protective concerted activity to protest the racial injustice that took place at the store from August to February. For example, the decision said that a flooring department employee told Morales to monitor a black customer because, quote, people of Somali descent were more inclined than others to steal. Mm-hmm. Workers also complained of racially discriminatory conduct internally. Now, Section 7 of the National Labor Relations Act protects the rights of employees to wear and distribute items such as buttons, pins, stickers, T-shirts, flyers, or other items displaying a message relating to terms and conditions of employment, unionization, and other protected matters. They found that Home Depot broke the law by interfering with employees' Section 7 rights. 
ruling says that Morales must be reinstated, must be reimbursed for any loss of earnings. Ooh. Home Depot said in a statement it disagrees with the decision. Quote, Home Depot is fully committed to diversity and respect for all people. We do not tolerate any kind of workplace harassment or discrimination. Yeah, but it happened in New Brighton. So, like, I get what you're saying as an overall major corporation. Mm-hmm. But if this happened in New Brighton, Minnesota, this should not have happened. Like, I, I get what you're saying, Home Depot. But, no, I don't I don't disagree with the decision. It's, the guy shouldn't have been fired. Yeah, that that's your, that's your corporate stance. But then you watch over Somali uh, people because they're inclined to steal. They're inclined to steal. What? That it's it's so Come incredibly on. insensitive. Yeah, yeah, it's terrible. And uh, a spoiler here for those of you that follow NCIS. Spoiler in three, two, one. Is that really a good enough spoiler alert? I guess three, two, one. NCIS paid tribute to longtime cast member David McCallum with a special tribute episode incorporating the death of his character, medical examiner Donald Ducky Mallard, into the show. Uh, Brian Dietzen, who plays Dr. Jimmy Palmer, co-wrote the episode, which featured Palmer showing up at Ducky's house with coffee only to discover him in bed, having died in his sleep. And uh, McCallum first came to TV stardom in the U.S. with the Spice series A Man from Uncle nearly 60 years ago. So uh, R.I.P. to... Uh, David McCollum, I never... Oh, that's I, not really a spoiler alert. He's actually dead. Yeah, but... Like, he really died. He really died, but you want to know, like, how, what are you going to do with a character? I get you, I get you. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I mean, that's kind of when a character is going to be written off, or you're like, okay, well, wh- how are they going to handle the absence of this person? I got you. That's kind of what I'm saying. All right, coming up next, we haven't talked Timberwolves in, what, a week? We're going to talk to Jace Frederick from the uh, St. Paul Pioneer Press next. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.